first of all, hallelujah! It is, it's fourth and 46. McNabb is back. He's looking. He is firing. And it is caught by Freddie Mitchell. And Bazarchik fumbles the football. It's picked up by Herman Edwards. 15, 10. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, birds, fans of all ages, it is time. Week one NFL action already kicked off. Chiefs and Lions last night. Lions squeak it out by one in an electrifying performance by them. Maybe a little bit of a subpar performance by old uh, Patty Mahomes without his boy Travis Kelsey. But we're here to talk about the Eagles, and I'm here to do it with my partner in crime, my buddy, my motherfucking dog, the one, the only, Kyle Not-So-Sharp. Kyle, what's going on, bro? Dude, I'm finally, like, life has purpose again. There's football on Saturdays, Sundays, Thursday we had some football. This is my time to live, baby. Like, I'm, I'm just so excited. You know, I remember you got your own apartment now. You got big boy bills. You got to watch how much uh, how much cheddar you're throwing around on the on the FanDuel there. Look, look, I knew about a year ago I was going to have to get my own place. Um, the time was coming. So I've been saving up a year to be able to make a deposit on FanDuel and DraftKings to bet this upcoming uh, football season. So we're, we're already way ahead of that big guy. So your problem is you started out gambling big money. So now you can't really go backwards. You know what I mean? Like I've been a nickel and dime gambler since the shit got legal. Not like like I I have gone back in like a big way. Like I mean, a couple years ago I was betting thousand dollar like unit sizes. So now the fact that I'm betting a hundred dollar unit sizes like th- that that's a step back, but it's still you know when you're picking eight games and you know doing a couple parlays like it's still it's still a lot of money. Oh, yeah. it's still wild. Oh yeah. Speaking of parlays, we got a we're gonna bring back everybody's favorite segment. Uh, not so sharp picks of the week. We'll bring that to you later um so yeah i'm out here in claymont delaware i'm uh shooting in a little billiards tournament so uh shout out to mary for putting on the uh diamond bar box classic out here in uh, claymont delaware they're doing an absolute great job downstairs it's down there shooting earlier so i just want to shout them out it's a great fucking tournament uh if you're a pool shooter make sure you come on out there's uh, all kind of mini manias and stuff like that going on uh the whole weekend so pop on out but um we're here to talk ball boys so I wanted to start it off here. Obviously, we're taking on the Patriots in Foxborough. The night has come for Tom Brady to retire a Patriot. And not only that, so to have that to play for, 
But Bill Belichick is 16-7 and in week one games. Now, I will say this. Ten straight of those came from 2004 to 2013, obviously, with Tom Brady under center. So that's something to consider. But even still, I mean, 16-7 and all-time week one, that's a hell of a record, especially when you consider he coached the Browns for a little bit. Uh, and did he ever play a game with the Jets? Did he ever coach a game with the Jets, or did he not even make it out of camp? No, uh, I think it was the Dolphins. No, no it was the Jets. The Jets, I'm not yeah, sure on that one. I, as, for as long as I can remember, you know, I'm a young guy. I mean, it's always been Patriots and Bill Belichick. I know he was elsewhere, but I I, I thought it was the Dolphins for some reason. Right. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually trying to pull up uh, Nick Sirianni's uh, opening day record right now. I know I should uh, I should be able to remember it, but. Well, we know he won last year, and we know he's going to win this year, so that's all that matters. Eagles are 2-0 and on opening weekend under head coach Nick Sirianni. Okay. So there we go. By the way, uh, Mac Jones is only 3-5 uh, and five against uh, against NFC opponents um, on opening week. I'm sorry, he's 3-5 uh, and five against NFC opponents, period, and he's 0-2 on opening weekend. So, Okay. So, so if you didn't feel good about the quarterback matchup already, you definitely got a reason to feel good about it now. Absolutely. So d- diving into the, the week one, um, obviously, you know, the Patriots, they're retiring Tom Brady's uh, jersey. It's going to be a big week for, you know, them and their franchise. How do you feel about this as an Eagles fan? W- w- like, where do you stand of a level of nervous, not just, you know, because it's week one and football season starting, but just because of the matchup, the game, and obviously this is when the record starts counting. Right. So number one, I, I – I feel confident it was all hell going into the game. I don't care whose fucking number they're putting into the rafters. Okay. All right, first and foremost. Um, because Tom Brady's not putting on the fucking helmet and marching his ass out on the field. Right? It's Mac Jones. It's fucking – it's the end of an era. I'm sorry. But um, the other thing that kind of stood out to me was uh, it's kind of funny that of all the teams that they could have uh, chose to retire his jersey for, they choose the Eagles. Obviously, he's got a 50-50 record against the Eagles in Super Bowls. Um, they definitely weren't going to go the Giants, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. Just just something to think about. Something kind of. So, did they pick the Eagles or did they pick Week One? I don't know. Was this announced before the schedule? I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but my gut would tell me that they just picked Week One to start off the season strong. Like that's like a, a stamp of a, like approval, if you will. But I'm not sure when they announced it. I got you. Like I said, they definitely weren't going to do it against the Giants. So, Nah, I, I hear you on that. So d- diving into the game a little deeper here, X's and O's, where the Eagles have the most success, where do they have the most trouble? So I think we're going to have the most success throwing the ball. Right. We have elite weapons. I mean, there's no two ways about it. Devontae Smith might be the best second receiver in the game. A.J. Brown's obviously up there for the – one of the best number one receivers in the game. And then mm-hmm. you got Dallas Goddard, who some say is probably the best all-around pure tight end in the game, maybe next to George Kittle. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely elite weapons to throw the ball to. Um, and I, honestly, I feel like I feel like we're really going to get to see what Josh Johnson's got cooked up. I think he's going to want to start week one off with a bang. 
Um, with that being said, I think we may have a little bit of trouble late in the game trying to burn clock, running the ball, only because there's not much continuity in that backfield, right? You bring in two brand-new pieces, still trying to get used to what I think is a pretty complex running game, right? Like, there's not many offenses where you have centers and guards pulling and crisscrossing all over the field like the Eagles do. And that's a shout-out to Jeff Stoutland. He's uh, highly involved in the run game coordinating. So, I don't know, just something to think about. Uh, I don't think they're going to necessarily struggle, but I I don't think it's going to be that dominant end-of-game rushing attack that you saw last year, at least not to start off the season. Yeah, I I would agree with that um, from the run game perspective. So, for me, the biggest thing, it's going to be the Eagles' defensive front seven. Like, obviously, we know Mac Jones hasn't had a great, you know, couple years to start his career. We know he regressed last year with Matt fucking Patricia calling plays. Uh, I've never seen a defensive coordinator end up calling plays, but Bill Belichick does shit differently. So we know with Ramondre Stevenson, the newly acquired Ezekiel Elliott, they're going to want to run the ball. And the Eagles got some question marks up front. They got some new pieces. So for me, the interior of the defense right up the middle is going to be like a big question mark week one especially in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be a question mark there, right? Because we struggled against the run all last year. You had to bring in Linval Joseph and Ngamik and Sue late last year to shore up that middle of the defense. Um, obviously, you hope Jordan Davis stays healthy and takes a step forward this year. You hope that Jalen Carter is Warren Sapp 2.0 like they're billing him to be. Um, you know, and, and you hope that your edge guys are able to collapse and, and get home, right? But um, – yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see um, how that front seven handles the Patriots rushing attack. Yeah, and, and for the offensive, you know, part of the game plan, I think you know, you're really accurate. It's going to be hard for I think them to milk away the game with the running game, at least for the first few weeks. But before that point, you know, we know they're going to want to be throwing for a majority of the game, and the Patriots got a good defense, right? Like that's one thing. <coughs> They're always going to be tough, scrappy, and they always seem to have a good defense no matter what. So it's going to be interesting to see how week one Jalen Hurts was, I believe, one of eight quarterbacks that didn't play in the preseason. So it's going to be interesting to see how rusty he is versus how ready he is to play versus a pretty good defense week one. Absolutely. And there was a, there was a stat that I heard um, earlier in the week about you know the quarterbacks that didn't play in the preseason last year. Um, I want to say it was eight last year as well. And I want to say the record was like – maybe three and five or uh, two and six, something like that. Not a, not a great Oof. record for guys that sat out the preseason. So does that mean you're picking the Patriots week one? Absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't think so. So who Jalen Hurts still runs circles around Mac Jones. Uh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, speaking of picking the Patriots, you know, I'm, I'm picking the Eagles week one. We'll get into score predictions in a little bit. Is this game lower scoring, higher scoring? I mean, we touched on the defense. We think the Patriots, or at least I do, have a pretty solid defense. How's this game looking? Are we picking the under? Are we picking the over? Is it a blowout? Close? You know, I haven't looked at what the over-under on the game is just yet. But my gut's telling me to take the under for the total game and to take the over in first half points. Interesting, interesting. So... I, I don't know what the over-under is either. I know the Eagles are uh, minus four. And again, when we get into game predictions later, I'm going to have a surprise pick for you. But I think just the opposite. I think they'll, they'll come out slow because the Patriots will want to be playing like really hard because it's Brady's you know 
retirement ceremony and everything. So I think like they'll be playing really scrappy, really tough, and their defense might be even better the first couple of possessions. So I would almost lean towards the under in the first half without obviously knowing what it is. Right. Um, so another thing I wanted to point out, you mentioned um, Matt Patricia calling plays last year for the Patriots on offense. Yeah. Um, he's in the building now, right? He's he's with the Eagles right now. Obviously, the Patriots have a new offensive coordinator over there, um, second year, but still new. And obviously, they struggled on offense last year. But I'm also kind of worried about maybe a little bit of struggling on the Eagles with the offense. And, and I think one thing we haven't talked about too much is the fact that you have two brand new coordinators. And I heard recently that Nick Sirianni is going to go back to calling plays at least to start the season. Really? I, I did not hear Nick Sirianni was calling plays. Yeah, that's, that's what I had heard. At least I heard it on the radio. I don't know how much truth there is to it. I, I got to do some uh, some more digging into that. But if he is, you saw the Eagles struggle under Nick Sirianni's play calling. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's an offensive genius. He does a great game plan. But I think for some coaches, it, it's a little bit too much to manage the entire game, keep an eye on your defensive staff, and call the plays on offense. So if he calls offensive plays, does that mean maybe he doesn't have confidence in the new O coordinator? Or is this maybe he just wants to – re-implement what he was really hired for. You know, I I think it's going to be, it might be similar to the way it was with Shane Steichen where, you know, maybe after a couple of weeks, they decide to switch it up and go to Josh Johnson. Um, You know, maybe kind of a a learning on the job type of thing. uh, Watch me do this kind of thing. You know, it's not like the guy hasn't called plays before. He did a great job doing it in Indy. Um, But like I said, I think it's just going to be a little bit too much for him, right? Like, you have a brand-new guy on the defensive side of the ball on Sean Desai, and, you know, maybe he makes a play call on a third and eight that you don't agree with, right? But you're not going to have time to go over there and address it with him because you got to start getting – you got to start getting your plays in mind for the next mm-hmm. offensive series. So, real quickly, just to clarify, it's Brian Johnson, not Josh Johnson. Normally yeah, I'm – norm- Josh Johnson is a scrub backup quarterback. Yeah, I think he's like in his like 18th year now as the backup. Normally, yeah, I'm going on like his 19th team if you count the teams that he's played for several times. Yeah, yeah. So like normally I'm the one fuck up name, so that makes me really happy to hear you. You know, mispronounce the Eagles' offensive coordinator there. I didn't. You did. No, no, no. You said did Josh, I say Josh Johnson. Johnson earlier. Yeah, you did multiple times. Oh shit. Yeah, Brian Johnson. Sorry. I'm uh, I'm a little under the weather, guys. If you can't tell. So it, it looks like not so sharp. Kyle is turning the corner, and we may have to, you know, rename that segment in favor of Sean later. Look, keep in mind here, I'm a little under the weather, right? I'm sitting here in a hotel room. We're playing injured around here, um, wrapped up in a blanket here. It takes 103-degree fever, a sore throat, and being dog shit tired for you to even remotely come close to outsmarting me. Dude, look, I'm not trying to trash you. I mean, in fact, shout out you real quick. Like, you know, you're you're away to – I was about to say poker tournament shows you where my mind's at a pool tournament. You're sick under the weather and we're still doing the pod week one. I mean, it shows the dedication you got to this. Don't worry. There's plenty of gambling going on, uh, going on out here too. <laughs> my, my man, my man. So back to the Patriots and Eagles. Um, something that you were right about Aaron Sipos week one punter. You were right. He's coming back. Yep. I'm not happy about it. But no, you're not. No, if I, you're, I. If you're telling me that my choice was Aaron Sipos or some other scrub that got cut from somebody else's team, 
you know, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to take Aaron Sipos. Yeah, my, yeah. My real worry on special teams is with Michael Clay. Really? Why is that? I, I think you just saw him have guys out of position consistently last year. And I don't know. The special teams has just been lacking ever since he's been here. I mean, we, we made a run to the fucking Super Bowl last year, and I was calling for his head week three while we were undefeated. There's something to be said for that, especially when you take into account that Kadarius Tony, a guy that dropped a million fucking balls last night, hurt you both on offense and on special teams with that long fucking punt return. For, I've told you this before, that punt return is the reason we lost that Super Bowl. And Jeez. I put that on Michael Clay. So I would agree with you and disagree with you at the same time because for as great as Jalen Hurts played, I think his fumble was probably the turning point. But I can't argue with the punt return either hurting them. He wouldn't have fumbled if it wasn't for the false start. Your boy look, look, Samalu. But oh Samalu's my boy. I don't know. You were stroking him off last podcast. Was I? I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna be at right guard, you know. Isaac Samalu, borderline pro bowler last year. If you could send five offensive linemen from one team to the pro bowl, he would have gone. <clears throat> that does sound familiar. And, you know, so I, I don't want to label me as a Samalu. Probably. I mean, that's my normal voice. So I don't want to label myself as a Samalu fan here. But, I mean, look, he, he, he is a pro bowl level guard. And for as good as I think Jurgens is going to be, he was drafted as a center. He's essentially a rookie with no level of playing experience in the NFL. Like that, that's a big, a big step. So you know, Cam was drafted as a center too, and so was Samalu. Cam? Yep. Cam who? I'm sorry, the uh, the left guard, dude. I'm I'm really I'm fucking hurt, dude. Dude, dude, this cold's kicking my ass. <laughs> Landon Dickerson, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I knew who Landon you meant. I I just wanted to see if you would center. catch your, your take Amalu there. Samalu was drafted as a center. No, no problem. I'll let it go just because uh, you know, you're under the weather. But next week, if you have any name slip-ups, I'm calling your shit out. Dude, I am fucking up tonight. All good, brother. All good. Absolutely. So um, so what kind of stands out to you? What's like a, what's a matchup that you're really interested in seeing in this game? Offense or defense side of the ball? Either one. All right. So I'll give you both. Keep it open-ended for you. Yeah, all right. I, I like that. I'll give you both. So starting on the offensive side of the ball, to me it's going to be A.J. Brown versus the uh, corners for New England. First off, it's going to be Jonathan Jones. Um, he's a really good corner, you know, kind of the reason I think they let um, Stephen Gilmore go a couple years ago. And on the other side, you know, they're going to have Christian Gonzalez. I think uh, Jack Jones is out for this game. But it's a very good secondary, right? You know, this is Jalen Hurts' boy. So I'm going to be interested to see that in the matchup. Not just AJ, but Devontae too. And then on the defensive side of the ball, and this will lead right into dog of the week. So I guess, you know, we'll do that kind of now too. A guy that's been getting overlooked all offseason, right? Like he's got a really pivotal year ahead of him. He was a big disappointment for me in year one. They drafted another Georgia defensive lineman who everybody's hyping the fuck up this year. Two other two other Georgia defensive linemen. Yeah, two other, but particularly on the inside, they drafted Jalen Carter. Yes. 
we talked earlier about how New England is going to want to run the ball, run the ball up the middle. So for me, it's a really big week for uh, – I almost said Jordan Hargrave. I almost fucked up for Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. Thank you. I think it's going to be a really big week for him. I think he needs a – not a rebound year. Big week for spocking up names here too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's not only a rebound year for him. I think it needs to be a breakout year for him. I think it needs to solidify what he brings to the team. And I think run stopping up the middle and early downs is where he's supposed to thrive at. And that's why I think not only is he going to have a big game, I think it's going to be a pivotal matchup. I think he's also going to be my dog of the week. Absolutely. I, I like that idea. Because um, honestly, I think with all this with all this camp hype that's surrounding Jalen Carter, I think he's going to get double teamed pretty frequently and pretty early. Um, so I think he's going to eat up some some double teams and, and kind of let, let Jordan Davis eat a little bit, right? And, and honestly, vice versa, right? Jordan Davis is so fucking big. Like, you, mm-hmm. you realistically need two guys to block him. Even if it's just the chip, you know, the center helping out. Um, you need two guys on him, right? So I think those two guys are really going to open things up for each other in the middle. So now what the matchups that are interesting me, right? Um, I'm going to go actually to the sidelines on offense. And I'm interested to see Nick Sirianni calling plays against Bill Belichick. We all know Bill Belichick is one of the – one of the GOAT defensive coordinators. I'm just going to say it, right? He did a great job everywhere that he's been with defense. Um, you know, even you go back to that 2004 Super Bowl against the Eagles. They were changing up fronts. They were flipping between a, a 4-3 and a 3-4 long before anybody else was doing it, right? So he's going to throw different looks at you. He's going to throw plays at you that he knows that you struggle with. I mean, the man eats, sleeps, and breathes football. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I kind of have some question marks about Nick Sirianni calling plays to begin with. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I'm interested to see how these linebackers play, right? We only got three linebackers on the roster to begin with. At least, you know, three linebackers that aren't classified as uh, edge rushers. Right, so I'm interested to see Nicobe Dean. He's going to have the headset on. He's going to be calling plays. We've talked about this all offseason. But now we finally get to see it, right? We get to see what this defense looks like when Nicobe Dean, a guy who's touted as one of the smartest college football players to ever play defense, right? So now we get to see if that translates to the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think linebacker is a big, you know, pivotal point too. It's just, you know, in a pinch, I went with the D line. And, you know, shout out you. Like I always say how well you stay on brand. Special teams – and I think nobody picks sideline matchups or offensive or defensive coordinators more than you do. Don't get me wrong, man. Football is more about the Jimmys and Joes than the X's and O's, but the X's and O's still fucking matter. No, 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 I, I, absolutely. So I want to circle back to something you brought up earlier. You know, you mentioned Matt Patricia on the Eagles side of the ball. Obviously, former team, he spent a lot of time with the Patriots. How big of an impact is that? in week one. So I think it's going to be pretty big, right? Cause he was under Belichick's tutelage running that defense for what, almost a decade. Mm-hmm. Right. And they had some pretty damn good years. I think Matt Patricia probably knows how Bill Belichick thinks quite possibly more than anybody else on the planet. So yeah, I think it's going to affect defensively, but what about offensively? I mean, like, let's not forget he was calling the plays for Mac Jones last year. 
Yeah, I don't know how much that's going to make a difference. I think it's going to be a completely different offense up there in New England this year. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure how much of an impact it plays with him in the building. I think it definitely can't hurt when you have a guy that spent years under the Patriots system suddenly on the Eagles side of the ball. No, 100%. 100%. You got anything else on the Patriots game you want to touch on? Well, you know, I I kind of gave my dog of the week already in Jordan Davis, so I'm interested to see who's going to be your dog of the week or star player. It's going to be a tough one. But I'm going to go with my man, Devontae Smith. Okay. I think this is going to be a season where he really breaks out, right? It's a contract year. He's going to come – he's going to go out. He's going to try and get that big money. And I think he's going to show that he really is a 1A and a 1A or a 1B in this offense as opposed to a number two. And I think it all starts week one. I think he's going to get some pretty good matchups. Obviously, I've touched on the weapons earlier. A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard. Like, you can't just stick a linebacker or a safety on Goddard. He's going to have to get some help from a slot corner. So, Mm -hmm. obviously, that takes away the double team from either of the outside guys. All right, so can, can we get a stat line for Devontae, a rough projection? Ooh. I mean, you know, I'm a gambling man. I'm a fantasy man. What can I look forward to to see out of Devontae Smith? I'm going to go 125 yards and a touchdown. How many catches? PPR matters now, man. Let's go with seven catches. Seven catches? All right, I like it. I like it. Seven catches, buck 25, and a tutty. All right, so I'm going to write that down. You know, last year we didn't keep track of Dog of the Week. This year, I want to keep track of it, see at the end of the year who was more closer to right on, you know, having a breakout game that week. I like it. All right, right on. So you got uh, you got Jordan Davis, and I got my boy, Devontae Smith. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, continuing to talk about the Eagles and Patriots, let's get into score prediction. I love it. You know, I picked a defensive guy. Maybe that's showing how I lean. You picked an offensive guy. What What's the final score projection here? Well, since you're leading off the segment, let's go, buddy. What do you think? Oh, shit, man. You put me on the spot. Yep. All right, so. I keep them Uno fucking crisscross swap cards on me at all times. <laughs> I, I kind of talked about it earlier. You know, I think it's going to come out being a defensive game because of Tom Brady's ceremony. I do think the Eagles win, but I don't think they cover. I believe the spread is at four or four and a half now, if I'm not mistaken. I have the Eagles winning 24-21 in a low-scoring game. I think offensive side of the ball is super slow in the first half. I think you know you might see like a 7-3 game going in the half, and then that's when the Eagles turn it on in the second half. All right. So I got Eagles 28, Patriots, let's go Patriots 10. Okay, 18-point victory. Feel good about it. Feel good about it. I don't know if this – Mac Jones 0-2 in season openers. I don't know. I just – I trust the quarterback, buddy. I don't know if this is, you know, six Sean talking or if this is like, you know, you're, you're actually thinking or, or what here. 18-point victory, Tom Brady ceremony week one. I think they're going to – I think the Patriots are going to come out flat on offense. All right. I mean, we're going to have to do a Twitter poll later, you know, 
ask the people if they think it's going to be a, a close game or a blowout. And we'll see uh, what the fan base is leaning towards. All right, you run it. Let's go. Yes, sir. All right. So let's get right into it. We all know why you're here. You're here for Kyle's gambling picks. The fucking degenerate. The not-so-sharp. Kyle, not-so-sharp. Picks of the week. Kyle, what do you got for us in the old gambling corner this week? So right right on brand, you know I always got something for you. Um, this year, every Friday, I'm going to give you my college football picks. You know, I, I know this is a Eagles podcast, an NFL podcast, but if you're a football fan, you watch and bet on college football too, right? Like that's a no brainer for me. Uh, I went three and one last week. I missed on my parlay, but I went three and one on straight. So we turned a profit nonetheless. Right. This week I got seven college football picks. Aiming to go four and three again, turn a profit. Uh, my first picks Colorado at minus two and a half. I'm biting on the Dion juice. I think he's going to get that. You know, week one, I didn't pick him. Now, week two, I'm riding him. I think they're going to get it turned around. See, I think they're going to get their asses kicked. I, I thought that. I was thinking that. But ultimately, it's got versus, trap game written all over it, dude. Nebraska it does. the close one that they should have won. It does. You're right. I, I can't Colorado argue with that. A little bit. I can't argue with that, but that, but that's nonetheless where I put my money at. Um, my second pick is A&M at Miami, Florida. I took the under at 51.5. These two teams played last year. The final score was 19-17. to 17. So I think that's pretty high over under. Uh, the third pick, Iowa, Iowa State over 36.5. So this burned me last year where like the over under was like a 37.5 at one game. And I took the over. But 36 and a half is just so fucking low. I, I always have to bat, bet the over if I see that. Uh, yeah, that I got is low, that is low for a college line. It's super low. I mean, again, it burnt me last year. I think I think it was 37 or 38 and a half, but whatever. I'm gonna go right back to it. I got Tulane at plus six and a half playing uh Mississippi. Two ranked teams. Tulane beat USC last year in their uh bowl game. They're a lot better program than people give them credit for. Like they were projected hot upset last week, and then they won by three touchdowns. So I'm going to roll with that. This is going to hurt you here, but I got Texas plus seven versus Alabama. Now, I think it's going to be a down year for Bama. Texas is kind of turning the table, but you know, I would have liked to have seen it like at like 10 and a half, but like Texas is still a top like 12 team or something. So you obviously weren't going to see that, but nonetheless, I'm picking Texas plus seven. And then last two picks, I got Oregon minus six and a half. So they scored 81 points last week. And the team they're playing lost in overtime versus Wyoming. So, like, if you're giving me a touchdown versus a team that just scored 80 plus points, like, I'm just going to take it, right? Like, it seems like it should be 14 and a half or 13 and a half, somewhere around there. Seems like a gross misprint to me. And last game of the week, California plus five and a half. At home, Auburn traveling West Coast, you know, playing in a time slot. That's not, ooh, excuse me, not normal to them. Five and a half seems a lot to be given to a home team and a teams that are pretty evenly paced. So th that's my seven games of the week. Hoping to go four and three and turn a profit two weeks in a row, baby. All right, there you go. So I went uh, I went one of two last week. I laid a, I laid a pretty cupcake uh, parlay there. On Penn State last week, 
and then I swung for the fence on a $10, 19-leg parlay. And something told me not to bet against Dion, but I didn't listen, and I bet against mm-hmm. Dion anyway. Burnt me early. Um, I got one pick for you this week. I'm the parlay guy. You know this. And I'm only going to give you something that I put my own money on. And, uh, you know, I won $75 off of that uh, off of that Penn State parlay that I laid. Okay. Um, but I laid about 50 of it into FanDuel's promotion for the Super Bowl where you get – Five dollars in bonus bets for every win that your Super Bowl team gets, up to ten games. Um, so I laid fifty bucks on that, and you know it's it's going to break even. The Eagles are winning ten games this year, so worst comes to worst, it breaks even. I get five dollars in bonus bets every week. I can lay on some risk-free parlays, kind of play that way. But with that being said, I only had enough in the account for one wager this week. And I'm laying it on Atlanta. So I actually went with Atlanta Falcons money line. I think they win the game outright. I think it's going to be closer than the actual spread. So I took the money line, and I also took an alternate spread on it. And I went with minus two and a half. I think the Falcons eke it out by three. And I got my man B. John Robinson on an anytime touchdown. That's a $20 wager payout, 50 one dollars plays uh pays plus 154 all right we got straights we got parlays we got college we got nfl action all the way around absolutely all right um i don't know if you got much more kyle i know uh uh, our pods are probably going to be a little bit shorter because we're going twice a week now um and we're going to kind of going to preview games and go over games Obviously, throw our normal banter in back and forth anyhow. But we're going to be giving you guys shorter pods more often through the football season. Um, So, Kyle, you got anything else for these guys before we go? Yeah, uh, real quickly before we go, I wanted to jump back on the Eagles and Patriots bandwagon. And I just wanted to give, you know, some rough, I don't know you want to call them projections, but – where can we expect for fantasy purposes? You know, you already said Devontae's going seven for 125 and a tutty. What else can we, you know, project for some fantasy performances from some players on the Eagles offensive side of the ball? Well, this one's obvious, but I think you're going to see a big fantasy week from Jalen Hurts. Okay. Um, if nothing else, uh, because of his legs. They showed no signs of slowing down on the run plays. And, uh, and honestly, they don't even run them on purpose that much. A lot of it's just the RPO stuff and him getting out of trouble and, and turning negatives into positives. So you're going to see a, a decent rushing total out of Jalen Hurts tomorrow. Or I'm sorry, on Sunday. And, um, you know, I think uh, – I don't know. I think it's, it's going to be a little bit of a down week for AJ. Only reason – you kind of saw it a lot last year. It seemed like either one or the other was going off. Mm-hmm. You didn't really get a lot of games last year where each guy had like 75 yards and a, and a touchdown or something like that. It was a lot of it was a lot of one guy with 30 yards on three catches and the other guy with, you know, 100 plus on seven or eight catches. All right. D- down game for A.J. Brown after I called him out earlier. So. Sticking with the theme, you know, I said I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think Jalen Hurts, while he's still going to be a QB1, I think he's going to have a down week. I think you can expect anywhere from, like, 20 to 23 fantasy points. Um, It's interesting, Devontae versus AJ. You know, you said only one guy goes off. 
it, it might be a Devonte week. The more I think about it, just because the Eagles, I think, or the Patriots, excuse me, play like more of a zone, keep it in front of you type scheme. But I, I, I'm going AJ with the bigger game over Devonte. I think you see like, let's say six for 84 and a touchdown. I think Devonte goes like seven for 80 with no touchdown. I think you see the the patented QB sneak with Jalen Hurts, you know, getting like maybe a Russian score somewhere in there. But overall, low scoring week, you know, you still start in your Eagles players because he drafted them so high, obviously. All right. I kind of like it. A little bit of a little bit of contrast here between the two of us. That's always good. All right. I uh, got one more thing for you guys before we leave. And that is I am so fucking glad football's back. Kyle mm-hmm. let off the show with it. We all have purpose again. We're all ready to sit in front of our couches for 12 hours every fucking Sunday from here through February. And it's going to be fucking great. Make sure you tell your ladies or a significant other in your life. I don't care about pumpkin spice this or apple picking. We got football on Saturday. We got football on Sunday. We got football on Monday. We got football on Thursday. You want to spend time with me, you're going to have to catch me on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Go see my secretary. Hopefully not Tuesday and Friday because hopefully you're you're sitting here watching, tuning into us live. So just Wednesday for the missus. (laughs) Sounds good to me. All right, we'll catch you guys right back here on Tuesday. We'll recap all of the week one action, Eagles, Patriots, and uh, we'll see how Kyle's college picks played out as well as my pick with the Atlanta Falcons in that little parlay I laid out for you guys. All right, I'm the mayor of John Street for Kyle Not So Sharp. This has been Sundays for the Birds week one preview. Catch you guys right back here on Tuesday. Go, Birds! <laughs>